came in my mouth and was like, oh, I missed my girlfriend. And I was like, like how many seconds in between? It was the next word in the room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But the sex was great. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the fan whores, to the whoreheads, to the pod sluts, to the Billy Babes, to Presida's posse of pansexual peepers. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. A series of sex-positive conversations. This week on the show, I've got on comedian Geneva Rust Orda, who blows my mind in a less-than-usual way. She's a uh, local comic here in New York City, uh, and I'm looking forward to sharing that conversation with you in just a few moments. But first, this thing is not political, I'm about to say. I'm, I, I promise... I was making breakfast this morning and I was listening to C-SPAN because Donald Trump's lawyer was arguing to like a circuit court, uh, arguing to dismiss a case about immunity, blah, blah, blah. doesn't really matter. I mean, it really, really matters. But for like right this for this, it doesn't matter. So I'm listening to that and I'm listening to the uh, I'm making my breakfast and I'm listening to each lawyer make their arguments to the court. I'm listening to the the three panel court, all women with crazy asking their questions and whatever. And then it was just kind of over. And I don't know why, but I expected it to be this like multi hour affair, this really big, important constitutional question. I was like, I shouldn't be like, it shouldn't end before I'm done making my breakfast, but it was. And then that led me to think about Supreme Court cases. When you go to the Supreme Court, they allot about one hour for the entire case. These like monumental, incredibly important decisions. The Dobbs decision, Roe v. Wade, Obergefell, Bush v. Gore. One side gets 30 minutes to make an argument and answer the the justice's questions. The other side gets 30 minutes to make their argument and answer the justice's questions. And then everyone just goes and the justices go like have lunch or do the next case or, or go think about it. And then they think about it for like months and months and months, but they, they there's talking an argument for an hour. And that made me think about how crazy it is that how many like big relationship fights, how many big couple fights have you been in that were like two, three, five hours long? Circular conversation, arguments that don't really go anywhere, like a presentation of evidence. Think about how many hours you've spent in one fight. And then I think... This fight is so much less important in the grand scheme of things than, like, the Dobbs decision. Then, you know, Citizens United. 
Citizens United, they had an hour. You had a half hour. You had a half hour. All right, everyone, shut up. We're going to go think about it. And, and now I'm thinking, like, is there, is there a way to take this back into future relationships I might have if, if I am so lucky? Look, you get a half hour. State your case. Answer some questions. I get a half hour. I state my case. I'll answer your questions. And then we're both just going to very peacefully walk away and take some time to think. Might that be a strategy? Rather than three-hour fights that go to like 4.30 in the morning. Because I think about New Year's Eve two years ago. And you know, this past New Year's Eve, I just went to like a comedian party. I, you know, I left. I was home by like 2, 2.30 in the morning. Before that, I went to Hacienda with a chick I was seeing. And the year before that was with Wallet Note Lady. And without getting into too many details, we did something was supposed to be hot it wasn't but it was funny we had a good laugh midnight passes 1 2 a.m and something came up and it started a really really big fight and that fight went all night from like i don't know two-ish a.m maybe three i i didn't leave her place till like six in the morning And we fought that whole time. And was that fight more important than most things that go to the Supreme Court? You get 30, you get 30, go get separate lunches. I don't know. It was just a thought I had this morning while I was doing my best not to eat bread. Before I get to my guest this week... Geneva Rust Orda. Let's do a quick fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout out to members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Patreon is the number one way you can support both myself and other independent content creators. These membership platforms give us sustainable, consistent income that we can rely upon on top of the other ways we make money as comedians, as podcasters, as YouTubers, whatever. And I always like to just give a special thank you on the show to some of y'all who do it. Thank you to Beth. I don't know much about you, Beth. Your name is just Beth. Your Gmail doesn't really give any clues. So all I'm going to say is I hope you're enjoying the bony episodes. I got another one for you tomorrow. Big thank you to Freya Nozam. Hope I'm saying that right. Freya has become quite the integral member of the Champagne Room, our Discord server. Gosh, as she as she has, she is so she fucks so much. She has her own sex stories thread because it, she just is updating so often. So much anal. There's so much anal in that woman's life, and she updates us with all of it in the Champagne Room. She has her own thread. I think it's just called Freya's fucks. God bless you and thank you for supporting the Manhor Podcast on Patreon. And you too can become a member, support the pod for as little as $2. $2. You don't, you got $2. You hear that? That was the sound of me opening my drawer in here. Not only do I have $2, I have four, I have four different $2 bills. You don't got $2 and change in your drawer. You could throw Billy's way. Come on now. Head on over to patreon.com slash man podcast. 
And you know what? If you if you join this month, if you join in January, you can do a seven day free trial of my five dollar tier. That's the tier with over three hundred bonus episodes. You can try them out for free this month at patreon.com slash manhor podcast. All right, Geneva Rust Orta. You know, I, I should mention, and I talk about it in the bonus episode that comes out tomorrow. I talk about it in far more detail, but I was a little off my game in this one. Part of it is because I, I think I had a perception of Geneva that turned out to not be true. Uh, but then it, it allowed me to then discover who this woman was. I just was so surprised by it. I felt like I was kind of like knocked off my footing, but also because I had, um, I had cavity filled, I had cavities filled in that earlier that afternoon. And one of the parts where they did the anesthesia just did not wear off yet. So like F's and V's were difficult. So even though like I could talk, I, I don't think you can even really pick up on it too much when you listen, just know like I'm mentally aware of like my lower lip not feeling any feeling and i think that also had me like distracted yeah check out the bonus episode tomorrow to hear why i still could feel the anesthesia it's a little bit my fault but i still think you're gonna enjoy uh, a very revealing very submissive conversation with geneva rustorda I'm so bad at dating and I have this friend I talk to about it all the time and like my current dating goal is like don't bring up rape on a first date. Me too. <laughs> also a goal of mine. <laughs> yeah. To me it feels like a really important thing to bring up. But then I've gotten feedback of like it's actually like putting up a wall because you're not able to just like casually get to know someone. You're you're like making it super intense right away and then that's putting them on guard. And so they're not able to like just get to know you on like a surface level, which can be kind of fun. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 they're right for a certain type of person, but like it depends the type of person you want to attract. To me, like the surface level stuff can be a little boring. It's like trivia. Like I could, I could learn that by like scrolling through your Instagram for an hour, right? I like, let's just get to the meat. Let's see what's, what's fun here. What's real. But then do you find like after a date where you've gotten really intense with someone you just met and you're just like, oh, like I don't want to do that again. It was exhausting. It was too much. Oh, no. I went to like weird, like, emotional i went to like i went to a boarding school where you had to like seminar and talk about your feelings i did that for four years that's like all i know how to do so like i don't know how to do surface level i'm really bad at it mm -hmm. <laughs> um i'm you know that's why topics like that come up a lot i assume for you it's not like talking about the concept in general you're like sharing your own experience right yeah and i think some people can just be like oh like <laughs> ah. you're, you're not just <laughs> casually going like what was your opinion about brock turner you know and that's <laughs> right and then people always make jokes about it, which is fair, but uh, they're like, so are you like pro or anti Brock Turner? And it's like supposed to be a joke, but yeah. I'm like, meh. But it's like you could go on some dates where like, you know, they might be a little pro Brock Turner. That's unfortunately the reality. And that's mm -hmm. the scary part of making those jokes is like, we think it's an exaggeration, <laughs> but it's actually kind of real. Mm -hmm. You know, just like how January 6th, like we would have written that and then it happened. It's like, how do you exaggerate past it? So you... You know, people are like, well, I would never be pro that. I'd be like, well, some are. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But so it sounds like you want to get deeper faster. I think I just, I want to have fun. I, I really want to have fun. And I don't think dating is fun at all. And I'm like, how do I get to a point where it's fun? 
I'm not sure what to do. Well, it sounds like (laughs) I don't think you're like putting up a wall that's preventing anything. I think you're putting up like a a heavy screener. And it's like, if you can't handle this, we're never going to have fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you can get past this and this is casual and like I can share blank and you don't freak the fuck out, we could probably have some fun down the road. It sounds like you're just kind of like screening out the weak ones. Yeah, maybe. They're all weak, though. <laughs> They're all <laughs> well. What like what kind of what's your kind of weak that you're attracted to? Comedian Geneva Rustorda, which I can't fully say the name because I'm still suffering an anesthetic from three hours ago. That's okay. So my V's and my F's are going to be uh, weird today. But uh, <laughs> w- welcome to the show. What's your favorite kind of weak man? Controlling, probably uh-huh. controlling, possessive, insecure, egotistical. I, I I do run into a lot of men who want to like save me because I think I I mention a lot of assault right up right out of the gate and I think a lot of guys hear that and they're like oh like I'm not gonna rape you and therefore I'm a hero and <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> bar floor <laughs> yeah yeah it does set the bar really low mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's interesting you uh you you're able to some people don't always recognize the possessive and controlling as weakness oh yeah it's very weak <laughs> did you always know that that was weakness or did you have an aha moment um I think I I used to think it was very romantic and and I think cuz I think because I'm a little possessive and controlling oh. and so I was like yeah I want a partner who's like the same and then we're going to like belong to each other and then that's going to be it and then I had that as a relationship and we broke up last year and I just spent all year like trying to just be single and happy about it and so hopefully I'm better Is this the 96 pounds you dropped or whatever? Yeah, he was 100 90 pounds. 190 pounds. Yeah, specifically, yeah. Yeah, Geneva made a post to me like, I, when I shed 190 pounds, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Really? In a year? It got Crazy. way too many likes. Wait, well, yeah. I think the <laughs> algorithm says I lost a big triple digit number of pounds. I think it says, go like this thing. She really needs it. Mm-hmm. It's a good <laughs> she, trick. She's so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Please feed her likes. <laughs> People do pity gets you pretty far. I think I think there are some jokes I have where people laugh because they're like, oh, she's going to kill herself if we don't like, laugh at this joke about bulimia or whatever. Have you wor- do you feel like you've worked on the possessive stuff? Yeah, uh, but it, it comes up and it comes up fast. So it's definitely something to think about. Like how? How's it come up? Like, um... I feel like there's if someone meets like a need that I have and they, and they could just totally not meet the criteria for any other like need. But if they meet like a single need that I have that I'm like, oh, this is the only person that can ever meet this need and I have to hold on to them. Mm. Even if like I'm changing myself for them and it's not perfect. I'm just like, no, it's like scarcity mindset about yeah. people. Is it one specific need or is it just? a need for me i am really struggling where it's like either someone is very dominant and i'm like that's great but they don't like cuddle necessarily or they're very cuddly but they're not very like dominant and i feel like i'm always taking one or the other okay that's the specific struggle these days yeah well that's because i'm like back to dating after a break 
And like the first week of January sucked because I was back to dating. And now and I noticed like those were the things. And I'm like, oh, this is old news. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but maybe I'm more aware of it. Yeah. The So you want I, I think I remember from from you posting it was like you want the D and the S. You don't want like the bondage and the and the and the masochism. Uh, I mean, I like it. I do like that. I think I don't like the lifestyle BDSM stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of notice, like, even just on, like, King Caps or whatever, like, they'll just come in hard with the, like, be my fuck toy. And it's like, we've never met in person. <laughs> but I think there's an assumption that that's, if that's how someone is sometimes, and that's how someone is all the time. And, and I just hate, I hate it. Because it's like you have to constantly just be like, no, 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 no. And I, I hate saying no. What the, Now, for you, is it dominance or is it just you want someone who's going to kind of like lead the way? No, it's like dominance. Well, because my ex and I were supposed to have like a kinky relationship. It was supposed to be like DDLG. But yeah. I think it got just very abusive. Not abusive, but just like it never turned off. It was just always how... And there was like to the point where he was like, we're eating dinner at 4.30 today. And I was like, I don't want to eat dinner at 4.30 today. And he was like, well, sorry, but that's our relationship. And I was just like, okay. Was it set up to be 24-7? I mean, we never really negotiated. We just started dating. And then we dated for two years and I ne- we didn't fight once. And I think it's just because I was always just like, you win. Oh, what, what's that about? Um, Why not push back? I don't, I guess like he was pretty up. I was like pretty upfront from the very beginning where he was like, you can always just leave. And it felt just very much like if I, if I brought anything up, it was a breakup. It was over. There was no, like, he just didn't have any room for like, nego- he, he didn't like negotiating. He had a very exact thing he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And your choice is to fit exactly all of it it's or that or leave. Bye. Yeah, yeah. And what was the need he was offering that made you go, I'm going to change myself to, because he offers this one need that I don't think anyone else can meet? I mean, he, the sex wasn't even that good most of the time. In the beginning, it was great. It, it's always great in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, He like called me stupid a bunch and i was just like well if i'm stupid and he loves me then i'm lucky that someone loves me then i'm stupid (laughs) so i was like yeah it was just another thing of like no one else could ever love me because he puts up with he would call out like things he didn't that were like bad about me that i told him i was insecure about and he would like mention them and then i was like oh it's really cool that he knows these things exist and he's still like my boyfriend (laughs) where do you think that comes from i think i've i have uh like um a belief that i have to like deal with where I, like it's like i don't deserve love and so if anyone offers it at all i'm just like they're so generous right instead of like pushing back with like oh i'm stupid well why are you dating someone who's stupid right 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 and it, his answer would probably be because i'm sick <laughs> that would probably be sick? his answer yeah oh. mm-hmm. I think towards the end, he wanted to break up with me, but didn't know how. So he like, he like reverse discarded. He was like, just kind of extra mean until I broke up with him. Mm -hmm. And Um, yet now you still want to go find that dominance. Well, a little less abusive. Ideally, it feels more caretaker-y. Ideally. 
which is so because we had like free use or whatever which is supposed to be like kinky but i was always hornier than him so Mm -hmm. at a certain point it was just like like when you have to have sex when a woman's ovulating it's like you better do it now because i'm always horny and he's sometimes horny so it just like, becomes you walking around the apartment with your ass <laughs> always up in the air and be yeah. like oh no i hope no one fucks it oh no what would ever yeah. happen <laughs> where is it um you know. yeah so ideally there would be mo- it would be hotter than that <laughs> ideally yeah well no no uh, paint a picture of like what this like caretaker dommy boyfriend is for you well, I don't even know if I believe in relationships anymore, but um, <laughs> ideally, like, mm, well, I had really great sex on Monday, but he texted me like a few days later to say that he's now exclusive with his girlfriend. And I was like, okay, well, you got one in. Um, asking what i want okay (laughs) this could start yeah i don't know that's the thing is i don't really know so i should probably figure it out because i'm always like i'll just meet someone and then they'll teach me my first i had a bunch of like bad awful like rapey-ish sex and then my the first time i had like consensual sex was with like a guy who was very dommy and he and but i was like i was like 21 but i was developmentally like 16 and he was like 33 or something and he was just like yeah i'll just teach you and i was like that's great and we're all doing like kind of bdsm like that like lifestyle bdsm or is he just a guy who's like kind of being in charge and like said good girl in a real good like undertone it wasn't lifestyle it was more like um i think for us we did like a lot of sexting so that's not really sex but But you can you can establish a lot of tone and yeah power exchange uh through that yeah more like t- like bondage, bondage, and like licking cum off the floor and stuff like that. Oh, just degradation. Super casual. Yeah. So it was like, I guess it was real BDSM. I don't know. Yeah. It was not like whenever I have sex with someone who's vanilla, I usually either don't come or we just don't end up having sex because like I'm just so I'm just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any choices I'm not gonna do anything you don't want to make choices no it makes me feel creepy actually it makes me feel predatory if I I don't like it it makes me uncomfortable Mm. and it also yeah I just don't like it I just don't do it do you are you comfortable in not to the person that you maybe bang but like just in general, can you speak clearly to like your sexual desires? Can um, you say like, I really want blank or does that also make you feel creepy? It does make me feel super creepy. Where, what was like the, the attitude about sex growing up? Um, bad. Uh-huh. So I am. That okay. Tracks. I am now seeing someone who's very nice. And I was like, we like the last time we tried to have sex, neither one of us came and I was like, Oh, it's probably over. And then last night I saw him and I was like, um, can you pull my hair? And then he did. And I was like shocked. I was like, oh, I didn't think you would actually do that. Amazing what happens when we say what we want. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so I grew up in a very feminist household. And I think the concept of feminism was kind of weird and very like anti. Like my mom is, would probably say like all men are rapists, probably. So like very second wavy shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mom is very my, so my mom's gay and she's very 
I would say abusive, but like uh, bossy. We'll say bossy just because it's not my relationship towards her wife, my stepmom. Mm-hmm. So I have two parents. I have a lesbian mom and then I have like a trans dad, like transish dad. That, uh, the trans dad is the step. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, so my well. trans dad was stayed single. Like when I was growing up, it was like my mom remarried right away. And I was pretty much raised by my mom and my stepmom. Okay. And then my trans parent went into like this super, super deep depression and didn't date until I was like 20. And so so sex and that parent is just like not even a thing. Oh, so that parent that you've been talking about like recently on stage, like that was all like was kind of a little more out of the picture anyway. Growing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. I would spend like every other weekend with Tony, but like was it was just like drinking in Disney Channel was all we did. Yeah. Sure. So back <laughs> to your anti-sex mom. <laughs> yeah. So the mom who was more of like a parent remarried and is was always and like i do not like the way she treats her wife but um (laughs) she was always like the right way to have a relationship where your needs are met is you like train them like a dog and they'll do whatever you want and i never wanted to do that so Mm. i was just like i guess i won't have sex and i won't have love because i don't want to i don't want to boss my partner around and i don't think my mom and my stepmom have very much sex i get the vibe that they don't really have Mm. like a very physical relationship at this point but I don't know. Maybe they do. I I don't know. I doubt. I highly doubt it. But and so like from there, you weren't able to like tell a guy like, hey, I want you to do this or I would like this or could you please that? Yeah, I guess it always made me feel like I was a really bad feminist. And I was like letting them win or whatever. I don't know. Because the things you wanted were like bad feminism, quote unquote. Yeah, and, like, it feels very weak to, like, want someone to help me or someone to do anything for me. It feels very weak to want someone to fuck me. My mom is also very into, like, love isn't all about sex, but I'm, like, kind of in a place where sex is all I care about. So we just disagree, and I think my mom has a hard time differentiating, like, herself from me. Yeah, sounds like your mom would be like, the most feminist thing you could do is not fuck a man and make yourself come. Mm-hmm. which is pretty much yeah which is pretty much what i did the first right. time i had sex with my ex i didn't come and i waited i thought he was asleep and i went and masturbated in the bathroom and then i like got back in bed and uh he decided he loved me after that and it's probably because he saw i feel like anyone who sees that is should be like she's not a healthy person but no well, you, i don't know there are a lot of guys who've done the same yeah i've <laughs> i've done the same it's yeah, but it's like, why are you scared to ask the person that you're with? When you did test it out, he did it, and you were like, oh, fuck, I got what I wanted. Yeah, I felt bad after a little bit. Uh, but Did you come? I did. Okay, so we got it's like some positive reinforcement loop started, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm like retraining. And he's super cool, and he's very kind, and he knows I'm like sleeping with other people, and he like doesn't care, and that's really great. Mm-hmm. And he does he and he toes that line from like dominance and cuddly. I wouldn't say he's a dominant person. Mm. And we met when we matched. I was like, I'm looking for a kinky friend. And he was like, I'm honestly not that kinky, but I'm down to like explore. And I was like, okay, like he seemed nice enough that that's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you like him? Yeah, I do. I, uh, I feel like I don't change when i'm around him and like he doesn't mind that i'm funny and doesn't have those hang-ups which i've experienced yeah 
I feel like every time I've matched with someone who's like, I'm a dom, I like kink or whatever, they've just been like mean. They've just been kind of mean. Yeah. If they're doing that right off the bat and you have any really negotiation, I mean, that's a really good filter for like, this person is not someone who's safe to be submissive to. Yeah. Because like, there's always supposed to be conversation first. Mm-hmm. That first guy, the 33 year old or whatever, like did, you said he was like really experienced with like doing BDSM. I imagine there was like some verbal negotiation stuff. Yeah. He yeah. was awesome. He was that's the best. That's the sign that like he knows what he's doing. He's maybe read some things or listened to some stuff and like understands like consent and all that and you know, mm-hmm. any guy who just kind of opens with like, yeah, you're, you're unless the only time like I'll open something kind of strong is if like I'm reading like a Reddit post and it's very clear she wants me to open strong or even asks, you know, hey, be in character right away or like is really setting a tone in the post. I might open up strong only then. Otherwise, you're supposed to kind of be a fucking human being first before yeah. we fade into like a fantasy land. Man, saying those Fs are... <laughs> Mm, it's almost done, but it is. It's getting me. Um, yeah, and even I don't like it. Like, well, that's because there's all kinds of different DOMs or whatever, and I don't know if I have like a specific type at this point because I'm just kind of I don't really know what I'm doing. But well, I mean, you are what I write. Um, well, you called it uh, always horny. I wrote uh, trying to get railed on main. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I I post about it, and people don't believe me. Like oh, when I, I say I'm horny. I believed after the second time I saw, I was like, "Oh no, she's like really trying to get railed on main." On main, they, she takes hor- the phrase "horny" on main to like this extra level. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Someone compared me to like Adrian from Rocky after we had sex. He was like, "I had never experienced in real life the like cliche of like a girl like taking off her glasses and like all of a sudden being attractive." But I think what? that is kind of my vibe. I I think that was accidentally a dig. It was. Yeah, people say all kinds of shit to me. <laughs> and and I mean, and then you do you still touch their penises? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I like I don't notice when people are like being rude to me. Like it doesn't I don't feel it in my body. I don't have a reaction. And then like weeks or days will pass and then I'm like, "Did he just say that to me?" <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't even know if you're catching anything like that I'm doing, which I almost want to like <laughs> I almost want to like pause myself and go like, I think I've had just this perception of you that this is kind of a bit of a shock to me. And so like you, uh, you seem like in this class of like chick comics in Brooklyn who like don't take dude shit. Oh, I take a lot of shit. So yeah. So I think uh, so like my behavior the last like, you know, 15 minutes has been like me just being very surprised what I'm hearing. (laughs) Uh, So I'll try to keep that in check. But no, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, that's exactly the problem. You're supposed to be like, fuck you, Billy. <laughs> yeah. I I and I have a toxic tendency of like if someone like calls me fat or ugly or whatever, I wanna like redeem myself and like suck their dick so that they'll like me. It's pretty bad. Um but yeah, okay, so the daddy so so the daddy dom people who now I'm matching with, like I'm on pure and I'm on field or whatever. You use pure? I deleted it, but I I have former it. sponsor of the show from a prior time. But I've just never met. I almost never meet people who have actually used it. Yeah, my friend recommended it to me. Okay. Yeah, and it's intense. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, Is it still like a right now kind of thing? You put yeah. up a thing for like an hour, right? There's a lot of that. Okay. I I wasn't really looking for that. 
but I gave like a couple people my number from it and they were, I don't know, they, I don't think they just, they got it where I was like, yeah, I do some like bad shows or an audience and they're like, I believe in you. I'm going to support you. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. Like, why are you talking to me like this? But I think it's like, like that paternal character or whatever of like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a father figure right now. Mm. What's like your main frustrations with dating right now? Well, do you like dating? Yeah. I mean, like right now I've, been, I haven't been, but like, uh, on purpose, but generally i love dating it's like really fun you think it's fun okay well because i don't know like i'm i'm also good at leaving after about an hour if i don't think there's a spark and when there's a spark it's the fucking best it's like a new whatever it's Mm -hmm. like watching a really good movie for the first time you're like this is awesome this is great i can't (laughs) wait to watch it again and sometimes it's a movie that you can't watch twice like sometimes it's ted and then sometimes it's chasing amy and i could watch it till the end of time Chasing Amy, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that in a while. So for me, I hate the tedium. I don't know if tedium is a word, but of just like going through profiles. Like I hate, it's like online shopping. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to pick people. So, so how do you the do the meanest that? ones? Is that? <laughs> I, yeah, like, well, so recently I've just been picking the ones that seem like the most like nice but then the sex is i don't know right you it sounds like you're having an issue where you want like a nice guy but you want a nice guy who like knows how to pull the back of your hair in the right way yeah and it's sometimes hard to find the that middle well okay so what's hard is that a lot of them are like down and i'm i'm starting to understand most people are down if you like communicate what you want they're Mm -hmm. down to try like they're down to try it but i would rather just find someone who already knows and already does it and is teaching me down being like kind of the kinkier aspect of ds stuff yeah the thing is like that always has to come with some kind of like that uh, even if it doesn't feel sexy to you like at some point there has to be this like conversation because otherwise it goes back to a ironically louis ck joke where you, you know the one i'm talking about that joke resonated with me so much. Likewise, <laughs> or on the on the guy side of it, it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot I can like. I I don't think I like. I don't get off on being dominant. I get off on pleasing. And if somebody needs me to put on like a dominant mask, I have that can put it on. And it's hot and fun for me to be that to them, but yeah. not that with like absent the person. I'm not like looking around, and be like I've got my flogger and I'm hard now. Who's here? It's like I need to be specific to them Mm -hmm. um so i can do that but like i have to like know that's what they want because again then it's then it's that punch of like you want me just like hope i didn't rape you like it's yeah it's it's i think so what you're saying the first one (laughs) that you're saying of not being like i'm a dom and i need a sub and these are the like assigned roles but like i'm a person and i want them to get off i have a i have a dominant skill set but like i don't think dom's like my identity yeah i definitely i i guess some like i think some call it like a service top mm-hmm. so that to me makes me feel so bad of like it's not what they want it's what i want no, but, and but, now but, I'm, the, but I'm that's the bad. thing it's like there's no one's finding 
you have 10 things you need and someone it's not going to be often you're going to find someone whose 10 things are your exact 10 things it's not going to be great if like the like your top three things are like their three boundaries okay that's Mm -hmm. not going to be a fit and when i put on that dominant thing like that's not not fun that's really hot for me last time i did that was like i don't know month and month and change ago like a friend was in town didn't even know we were going to hook up and like I, it was kind of like an an even neutral makeout in her hotel room until I was like kissing her earlobe and she like I could sense her melting like the way she's moaning and the way she like she's moving but also kind of like letting herself not move like where I'm like oh every time I do that she's like going a little limp I'm feeling her melt all she had to do was say like one daddy and I'm like okay now I know exactly what she wants and like I can do that and it's fun and it's hot ne- never in doing that am I thinking. Okay, I'm doing this dom shit right now. It's like I'm yeah. it's, I'm activated. It's not like how maybe if someone doesn't like sucking dick, if they think it's a chore. Mm-hmm. For me, like doing that's not a chore. But it's right. also – it's only not a chore because I know that's what they want because either it's so blatantly obvious through the play and I didn't – I'm not doing anything that needs like some kind of consent talk, right? Like I'm just – I'm more taking charge of the situation rather than like forcing anyone to do stuff. It's either through that or through that direct conversation. The problem with I think a lot of the nice guys is like they don't want to rape people. They don't want to assault anybody. Yeah. And unfortunately, to know that there has to be a conversation. Otherwise, we're doing a coin flip and one side is traumatic and the other side is just an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Which feels to me at least like a lopsided gamble. Yeah. But once you get through the thing that doesn't feel sexy – if they're good at doing the thing, I think it's probably very hot. Because I also, when I want to be submissive, I would like her to be able to pick up on as much as she can without me saying. Mm-hmm. But I do need to say some things to at least get that ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's when they're like, what do you like? It's more of a vibe than mm-hmm. like a specific. So, okay, so specifically... It was good I had sex with this guy on Monday, even though now he has a girlfriend, which is kind of a bummer. But is this the one who felt bad right afterwards? Yeah. And, he okay. like came in my mouth and was like, Oh, I missed my girlfriend. And I was like, like How <laughs> many seconds okay. in between? It was the next <laughs> word in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the sex was great. Uh but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a bummer. But it's fine. But he like at one point like spit on his hand and like rubbed it on my face. And I was like, that's great. But that's such a that's such a specific thing to tell another person. It feels like his thing, but but I but also no one else is probably going to do that unless I say. So I don't know. I think part of the problem is like the guys who are going to take the most liberties are also kind of more red flaggy because they didn't yeah. care enough to check to see if you want that thing. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, where else is that going to manifest, and what other things are going to they're going to do that you actually don't like? I don't. Not yeah. knowing what your lists are, but like, you know, what if let's just pretend like anal was that. What if he just like stuck his cock in your ass and didn't check with you? Right. That's definitely that has no- happened. Yeah. Right. So it's like that's that was the first time I had anal was that <laughs> which isn't great. Not great at all. No. Uh, and so-, so but because I think that happened in my formative years that I'm just I'm just so wired of like, that's how it is. That's how have you tried. Have you ever like tried to textually communicate that? Does that feel any different? That'd probably be easier. That would probably be easier. Yeah. It sounds like you're worried that someone's going to do something that's a no when it's actually really just like a sure. Yeah. And that's not my problem. That's their problem. 
Yeah. It's a good point. What's the next thing? Uh, uh, what fake name do you want to give the guy you banged last night? Uh oh, uh the cool guy who I've, I've we've been on a few dates. He actually came and saw me do a half hour of stand up, which was really cool. Oh, he did that. Oh, yeah. And then he like stuck around, so that was cool. Um, he's interested. Yeah, he's actually great. Um, how about great guy? Great guy. Okay, so yeah. great guy. What's the next thing you're gonna text great guy that? you want him to know he can do and that you'd probably enjoy. Because mm. it sounds like he wants to do good things for you, just needs to know which tools to bring out. Right. And that, and I'm just sort of like, don't, no, don't worry about it. It's okay. This is fine. But it's, but that's probably a bad attitude. As someone who, what I write, as trying to get <laughs> railed on Maine, it's not, you don't, you shouldn't have the, the you, you don't have time to wait for that. You got to, <laughs> Right. Give the hints and then and that way's in the moment. That's why I was like, what about texting it? Because then in the moment you never had this conversation that feels so awkward for you. But now he knows what he can do. If if he's good, which we're gonna assume he's good in bed and intuitive and all that shit, mm -hmm. he knows he can pull that out. Maybe. Well, yeah, I feel like the things I like are more I don't know, like I like face fucking a lot. But that just feels like such a thing of like that's up to them. That's their that's them. That's their part. <laughs> but like sometimes they can do face fucking for you and then sometimes yeah. they're gonna do what i do which is like i i uh i adjust the settings and so i get the blowjob i want mm -hmm. like sometimes the blowjobs for me sometimes the blowjobs for them sometimes part of it can be i'll do all the face fucking for you and then when i would like to finally come we're gonna do it the way i like though mm -hmm. it's a collaboration yeah yeah and you're an equal, you're allegedly equal partner in, <laughs> if you want to be. Right. That's where it's weird because I feel like so much of the play I like is like, I'm just here for your benefit, like whatever you want. And so it's like if that, but it's, I don't know where the line is between that and like the reality of it. I just don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you talk about rape on first dates. You can't also talk about like, hey, what are your, hey, like, what are you into? What are you definitely not into? I know. Uh, I feel like I've just had so much more bad sex than good sex that I'm, I'm just still on that setting of mm. like, this is just, it's kind of what I expect. So when I get it, I'm like not surprised. It's almost like, like the Mark Marin joke of I, like, I don't try so that if I fail, it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. That's how I approach sex is like, it's probably going to be bad. And then if it's great, I'm surprised. And then if it's bad, I'm like yeah, in control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great mm -hmm. thinky pain reference. Way to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I went to bed to Mark last night. <laughs> mm -hmm. that, that man knows what's up. He does. Yeah. No, this isn't good. I feel bad for saying all this out loud, but it's just what goes through my head. <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't feel bad for it. It's very fun. There's okay. Crazier things have been said. Perfect. <laughs> but I, yeah, I do need to grow up at some point. Well, how old are you? I'm 28. I'm pretty old. Okay, well, I'll slow down. <laughs> the 30-somethings are getting sensitive over here. Yeah. No, I can't wait for my 30s. I thought they were going to be great. I think I think it's my, like, 40s. My 20s were sexually insane. And then the front, front half of my 30s was, like, COVID and breakups. And I, think, I think my 40s are going to be nuts again. I think I'm going to finish letting myself go in my 30s. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to get my shit together. And then 40s, I'm going to be that guy who, like, doesn't go after 24-year-olds, but the 24-year-olds go after him. 
I can't imagine being going. I can't imagine going after anyone ever. There are so many people I match with who I'm like, oh, it would be great if they messaged me. And then they don't. And then I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> Where do you normally meet people? Um, I don't. Re- so the f- my f- I've had two long-term relationships because I had a really bad, like, uh, I met someone online that w- through, like, he was going to be a dom or whatever. And I had a really bad experience. And I was like, okay, okay. fuck kink. And uh, so then I got a boyfriend very, very vanilla boyfriend, but he was very safe. He was molested. I was raped. We got along. <laughs> and uh, Please tell me that's a line in a joke somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, just he told me and I was like, all right, I guess we have to date now. <laughs> uh, and so we dated for two years. And then the first date I had after him, we dated for two years. So okay. I just it was just yes to the first guy who was nice. And then yes to the next guy that I met. It's and, wild to sit here and have like every perception of you be like smashed <laughs> also like when i was listening to that podcast and you're like yeah i tried women for a beat like i'm straight i was like she's straight wow yeah. there's a straight woman in bushwick this is crazy gosh i wonder what podcast that was uh it was the dad placations oh yes yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well there was a i think what happened was when my mom uh sort of transitioned to being like a man mm-hmm. I was suddenly very attracted to trans men for like a little bit. And then I knew a a lesbian who was very, very butch, like very masculine lesbian. And I was pretty, I was very into her. And I think it had to do with like daddy issues and Uh, like. I mean, do you think there's still any of that like left where it's like more about the masculinity than the. Totally. I mean, we went on a date and I got to know like her feminine side and I was like not interested anymore. Uh, Yeah. I was like, I liked it better when I was projecting a bunch of masculine stuff on you. But someone with like a pussy can like maintain, it's like actually just a shitty butch lady. You're (laughs) like, this is me. This is for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't really care about genitals. Make me eat it. You know, it's. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I would totally eat someone's (laughs) pussy if they did it in a fun way yeah 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 okay interesting (laughs) but not if it was a a feminine person okay Mm -hmm. now how i think so frequently the nice guy thing happens where how do i put this i think the whole nice guy syndrome is like a very common plight and once again this is like the most shining example of like yeah i want a guy who's like nice enough but like still terrible and but this guy great guy seems nice right what how much nice is too nice um so i think what's cool about this guy in particular is he doesn't like lick my ass like i i don't like me literally or figuratively (laughs) figuratively okay you're like no i still want him to actually do that just don't be so nice about it when you rim me. Oh yeah, I also wouldn't want. I I was seeing this guy who would he would rim me, and I didn't know who it was for because I didn't like it, but I just let him do it because I figured it was for him. Right now, we've established that you'll never say <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, and I I still to this day don't know who he was doing it for. Maybe it was for him, but whatever. I never thought about it. Um, but uh, he doesn't like. I don't like the type of nice... I don't like a simpy person mm-hmm. who's like... He does pay for things, which I actually think is lovely and nice. Not like not big things, but like if we see a movie, he'll pay for it. And I okay. I like that. Um, but he doesn't like say like... I went on a first date with someone who was like, you're the coolest person I've ever met. And I was like not interested anymore. Because it's just kind of creepy and disingenuous. 
Mm. Or or if it is sincere, then it's sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like re- this was the most real. Okay. I mean, not saying you're not very cool, but just. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Live a life. Yeah. I bet you he wore khaki too. Yeah, he wore khaki and yep. he yep. was wearing like a Halloween costume. It sound- okay. <laughs> I had sex with this guy. And it was so bad. And I was like, do you feel like you have to fuck me? Because it just, he didn't seem into it at all. But uh, I mean, he was the one who did everything, which wasn't a lot. We know. We all know (laughs) now. (laughs) It was just like, (laughs) you don't like, like he was just so repressed about it. I was like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. But there seemed to be something in him of like. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna like it, and it's gonna be bad for both of us. But we but I'm gonna do it. I think there's a there's a perception that guys have been like taught they're supposed to want all the sex that they are offered. They don't know when the next next sex is gonna be, especially if they don't have a lot of sex. I think they come at it from the scarcity mindset. And they go like, "Well, she's interested, and I'm like kind of interested, but I don't know when I'm gonna get laid next, so I better do this." He like apologized after for fucking you. Yeah, he was like, "Sorry, that wasn't good." <laughs> I was like, it's fine, it's fine. I've done that a few times where like I knew I didn't do my best work. Mm. And and but then, you know, but you know, I didn't do it like I apologize for hitting your dog with my car. I did it like next one, like the next meal's free on me. Like come back to the mm. restaurant. I'm sorry that we fucked up the meatballs, but like next time we'll be very good. We fired that guy. Uh so <laughs> that's that's how I usually try to approach it. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm trying to like, I want to like stare into your brain of like all this like sex you've had. And I feel like it's all very bad. And you're just trying to be like, it's totally fine. It's normal. Well, yeah, I think that that is how I've walked around for a really long time. So what is good sex to you? I don't think I know. I don't think I know what good uh-huh. sex is to me. Um, I don't think I don't think I've necessarily had it. Mm. I think I've yet to have very good sex. But you have come like with partners. I've come with partners. But yeah, that's not enough to be called like good sex for you. Um, no. And I usually just finger myself. Okay, and that's how it happens. Only like people I've been dating for like months and months and months have like ever even attempted to like make me come without me doing it. Um, which is fine. Like that's not really a big deal, and it's probably like a control thing. Um, but I feel like it's more like there's been things I've enjoyed doing. Like my ex tied me under his desk and I like sucked his dick while he was in a meeting. And I was like, that was great. But and that I, was a vibe. It was a vibe. Yeah. You want, you want the right vibe. Cause, well, Cause then that vibe can manifest itself in all sorts of different ways. The free use, the desk, the mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Oh man, I hope great guy can like. I hope he's listening. I hope he listens to this <laughs> and then hears me say like, dude, just like follow your intuition and go for it. And I, I'm i getting better at like someone doesn't have to just like rail and cover all the bases and have the most amazing like sex ever like the first time. Like it's okay to just yeah. slowly build. And I'm – I think that that's something I can work on is like just do what one step by one step. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And feedback and, – and, and some feedback. And like, but you know, it doesn't all have yeah. to happen while you're both naked in bed. It can happen the next day. It can happen later that night. It can happen over text. And yeah, you know. and I'm so scared of saying like that things weren't perfect because that feels mean. So 
No, they, it's okay to say they weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. That's also within my control. I think this the good sex that I've had has been very sporadic and almost accidental. Like, oh, that was accidentally really awesome. Yeah. And it's never really felt like it's something I like built intentionally and like talked about it. It was just like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if I feel like there's got to be a way to be more in control of it. Mm-hmm. It's so awkward. Yeah. What's so awkward? Sex is so awkward. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like all the the revelations I'm having right now. <laughs> oh, no, no. I think like before I can have like sex, I, I also just need to have friends. Like I just think that the way I relate to other people could use work. <laughs> well, Geneva, you seem very calm and <laughs> relaxing to dates. I hope it happens for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, at minimum, I hope you get... Yes, I hope you get as railed as you were you're posting about. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. I deserve it. Yes, I <laughs> Did everyone hear that? <laughs> Did everyone hear that? What we just heard <laughs> was progress. <laughs> uh Geneva, where can people go find you, follow you, uh check out your stuff, your work? Yeah, I'm at Beef Curtains Comedy on Instagram with two Y's. And I'm gonna try to start a show. So if you wanna help me do that, please help me. <laughs> fantastic and do you have any any uh, you don't you have a, a regular show with john i do yeah i have a regular show in ditmas park on second and fourth mondays at okay. sycamore bar yeah okay. uh and you'll be at the the naked comedy show uh february or march february Feb- february 23rd february 23rd mm-hmm. come on out see her tell jokes come look at my vagina come look at her vagi- you've got her permission to look at her <laughs> yeah. vagina uh you know great stuff it's going to blow your mind. It's you're going to be so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to be so... Sur- uh, wow, okay. And then, Billy, don't talk yourself into... <laughs> that was a great set. Okay, um, Geneva, thanks for coming by. Uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. Thank you for having me. Bye. The best place to share your thoughts about this week's show is in the episode discussion channel in the Champagne Room, our super free, super fun, super sex positive Discord server. You can also read Freya's fucks in there. Click the link in the show notes or head on over to manwhorepod.com slash discord. You can also send me your comments, your reactions, your criticisms to the show via email. Remember those? I love getting your emails over at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Merch, people. The merch is on sale. You can get yourself some Man Whore merch. The pegging shirt, the stay slutty panties, the stickers, the buttons. They're all over at manwhorepod.com. Finally, I can sell you merch in like a super easy, simple fashion. Ah, love it. And of course, the best way, the best, best way you can support the work that I'm doing here is just giving me $2. It's just $2 on Patreon. I would love nothing more than in three months at the 10-year anniversary of this show to have 500 Patreon members. We're at like 150 right now. I think we can do it. Can you be a part of it? Support the pod. Enjoy the benefits at patreon.com slash podcast. Links for all that stuff is in the show notes, people. You know it. Got a couple great guests lined up. I'm really excited to record with soon. One of them has a, has a documentary out on HBO. Yeah. 
big deal shit coming your way. And Patreon members are getting a bonus episode with Geneva tomorrow exclusively on the Patreon. Links for all that in the show notes, people. As always, you know it. Schnotes, schnotes, schnotes. I'll be announcing a hot. So hot. (coughs) Movie night next week. Until then, stay slutty. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.